Hey everybody, this is Davis over at Con Freaks and Geeks, and I would like to welcome you to another episode of Pop Culture Gems. Uh, this is a series where we talk to amazing creators, artists, cosplayers, voice actors, and more. If you want to check out more of the series, give us a thumbs up and a subscribe to our YouTube channel, the CFG channel, or you could listen to us on any podcast services like Apple, Google Podcasts, Stitcher Radio, what have you. Uh, if you want to check out all the fantastic geeky content in one area, you can always check us out on our main website, confreaksandgeeks.com, for the whole package my guests this episode are uh video game creators and uh, again once again uh these uh these creators are one of the uh the creators of the hit indie game shovel knight uh back uh and is making new game uh, a new game coming soon a uh, cyber shadow uh here hopefully in uh, the end of this year so uh he's also they are both one also founders of the uh the studio yacht club games so i would like to welcome you uh sean velasco and nick wozniak to the show how are y'all doing today doing pretty good yeah hey. all things considered <laughs> yeah hanging out yeah, at home as, yeah many of us are <laughs> yeah i know right uh it's actually funny every time in the conversation where you have to say how are you doing it's like you know you you gotta say you know, uh you know given the circumstances you know? right, yeah <laughs> so, yeah, yeah that's cool we're doing okay <laughs> that's good that's good and uh uh why don't y'all uh why don't y'all introduce yourselves like uh who are you pe- uh people if they're not familiar with you sure i can go first <laughs> sean if you don't mind <laughs> Uh, my name is Nick Wozniak. Uh, I do pixel art and animation, and um, that's most of my goal. What my role was on uh, Shovel Knight, and uh, right now I'm doing work on the new product on a new project that we haven't announced yet. But that's that's <laughs> that's cool. <laughs> and I'm Sean Velasco, and I'm a game designer, and I was a designer and director on Shovel Knight. And uh, yeah, we're original Yacht Club guys. Before that, we worked at a place called Way Forward. We've been making games for quite a while now. And uh, I mean, if y'all been playing, obviously, uh, would y'all consider yourselves like retro OG gamers? I mean, I, I guess I would consider it like I just like voraciously consume games and have since I was a kid. So right. yes, and and yes. <laughs> yeah. Although I see people say like retro OG gaming, like you know, like Minecraft. like when when i was a kid like 10 years ago right and and so the like what's retro on the on the scale just keeps getting uh you're mentioning like roblox yesterday right roblox Roblox is right it's like it's this like you have this uh you have this blind spot for it i think but like all the kids of today are like all playing roblox and 10 years from now roblox is going to inform so much of like what's happening in games i bet just like because of uh being adjacent to so many people mario did right exactly yeah so yeah we're getting we're becoming (laughs) fossilized man (laughs) like super mario bros the original as opposed to new super mario bros or like mario what galaxy i would say galaxies now i get or uh what's it called uh the new one i, I can't even remember the top of my head but uh, odyssey. yeah, the, yeah odyssey yeah yeah so i mean but i guess i mean i didn't even really think of it that way i guess since we're around i'm assuming we're around the same age so it's like when i think when i think of og i'm thinking like 80s and stuff right you're right that's like 40 right. that was 40 years ago yeah right <laughs> right yeah right yeah oh, my, my time period is around right right around the 1987 88 89 right like i'm i'm 37 and yeah. so, oh, yeah. so, so when I was coming up, 
yeah, it, like NES was released, and but I had already missed like Mario One and uh, like those those early NES games. Mm-hmm. The, the games that were coming out were like Zelda Two, Mario Two, um, and that, I mean you could see that those like that kind of stuff directly influenced Shovel Knight. If it was only a couple of years earlier, maybe it would be more like a Zelda One. <laughs> <laughs> that is that is true but uh yeah I'm, I'm actually the same age as you so like it's like uh uh like uh i was introduced to, like super mario brothers and stuff like right. not the original mario brothers and stuff so i definitely understand that um and uh when you actually uh when or if you actually have time um what kind of games do you normally gravitate to oh uh, that's a good question i it's it's really for me up to my whim you know and then, like what i was interested in like usually what it is is i was interested in a game like six months ago and didn't get around to playing it because i was playing the last game or doing something else and then it's like oh i should go back and play it like i just recently played subnautica for the first mm. time like like i don't know like, like a month ago and like, yeah. like that game's been out and was in early access for years but um that i I, loved it. I had a great time playing it um yeah but that was like that's like how I just play games. I, I like to play games like pretty consistently, but I'm usually just like behind the curve by a few, by a few months. <laughs> right. Well, quarantine has really helped me eat into my backlog a lot more as mm-hmm. well. Like over the course of quarantine, I also, I went through Subnautica uh, and I played, I finished final fantasy 15. We just finished <laughs> the last of us two. Um, I played Bayonetta, the original over again. Oh, wow. Uh, um, uh, I've been playing. I've been playing a million hours of Path of Exile, which was a game that I didn't even know. I didn't even like know what it was. And then we were playing like Diablos uh, online, and it was like, oh yeah, but you should try Path of Exile. That's like a Diablo, but it's like it's a little different. Yeah, so I got, dude. I went down the rabbit hole. I got sucked into Path of Exile. Um, <laughs> And man if you get if you're getting the path of exile yeah you definitely have there's like a hole in diablo that 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 was left and you're like i need some more diablo but definitely. i don't want to play diablo right now you know <laughs> yeah yep. yeah it's yeah. like it's so there's so many weird things with that game like there's a it's very much like playing like world of warcraft where you get where you get sucked into going to websites and reading wikis and perfecting your build and trading mm-hmm. with other players and it's just like yeah, I just really went down the rabbit hole. I can um, never understand the season pass thing. What doesn't make sense to me is like, how do you like do like it's a season of you building up your one character, and then when it's the end of the season, you have to start all over again. I'm like, yeah, no, I can't do that. No, that's too yeah, much. Work. Really? Well, no, I, th- I think that personally, I, like for me, I guess that's like very freeing. I, I love the mm-hmm. idea of like I'm doing harvest season right now, and the one of the best parts about it is that I know soon it's going to be like done and we'll all get our mm-hmm. rankings and it'll be like, here's how your build went. All of the regrets I have about like, Oh, I put too many, I put too many points into my health or my mana. That's going to be like just in, in constant history, as opposed to something that I would like have to keep living with. It's telling me, Hey, it's okay. You can stop <laughs> now. And that's like for, for a game like path of exile, it's like very liberating. And that's, then if you want to jump into the next one, you can with all your, that's, that's board, a good point. Yeah. <laughs> You know, that is a good point or play with your friend or like, hey, you got to play this game. And instead of you being like super uber God, then you could be like kind of like the somewhat the same foothold, right. you know. Right. Uh, but no, but no, you're more of a man than I am to play that game. though. <laughs> 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 but, uh, yeah. Um, um, 
I'm an elementalist now. I mean, was, <laughs> oh, see, that's cool. That's, that's cool. All, that's all I am. <laughs> all right. Well, playing old school games and stuff like I mean, well, old school, I guess, relate in relation to like you know, '80s, '90s, and stuff. Uh, right. You know how some of the uh, how some of those games are just like ridiculously difficult to just to be hard. You know, um, is there a game that you beat like you felt that you said I can't believe I finished this or anything? Because like I mean, for me. I think one of them was like Simon's Curse. I was like, I, uh, Castlevania Three, and I was like, I don't know how the hell I just went through all this and just was able yeah. to do this stuff, you know? Yeah, the end, the ending of Castlevania Three, where all those, where it's like those blocks, randomly generated blocks are falling down, and you gotta <laughs> and you gotta navigate and then climb on mm-hmm. top of them. It's mm-hmm. like it, you're right. It just feels like I mean, it is random. <laughs> I think, and, and there's so many weird difficulty spikes in that game. But that's like one of my favorites. Ian, Le- Ian also Ian Flood, programmer at yeah. the Yacht Club, is like Castlevania Three. Yeah, oh, really? It's like in his brain. Oh. Yeah, I think all, oh, all of us, right? Like, there's so many good things from that game, from the sub weapons to those like secondary characters to the graphics and the music, and it even has two different versions with like the with the sound. Like there's there's like stuff to get excited <coughs> about, like the details. Mm-hmm. Love, love me some Castlevania Three, man. I just can't believe. Well, sometimes like I mean, I like to be I like hard games. Don't get me wrong, but like I like hard games that are fair. So I mean, sometimes oh, yeah. Those, yeah, sometimes those games even, like get around the difficulty in some ways. I think that's like what what makes dark souls really appealing for like this generation is that it's like, it's yeah, it's hard and it's really like difficult, but like you can just level up and you can like focus on like other things to make yourself better to like get around the difficulty, which is sort of like a convenience. That's more of a modern take on difficulty. Mm. I like, yeah. I like the older games that are, that are hard, but yeah, sometimes I just want to like, you like just, just like throw the control out the window because yeah. it's like i mean games there's like like there's like especially like if you hit something then they give you that two-step black like that jump back that makes you pop up past what your platform and stuff Definitely, is yeah. or, or infinite spots like that's what really killed me and then uh when uh, I was talking to one of a, another person previously about it, and he was like saying like it was like like there was times where since there was no save points uh, or there was nothing that you could do, you have to leave the system on yeah. and you, like leave it on for days on end and then come right back to it. I'm yeah. just like, yeah. nah. That's like <laughs> I mean, that's like that's what ha- that I think is largely what they're recreating in roguelikes nowadays, right? It's mm-hmm. like it's a game that's like an NES game or something where it's like it's only one run, you have to perfect it. It's really super difficult. When I think about games that are impossible, and I, it's like I can't believe I did it. I think about Spelunky. It's like yeah. we, which oh, we've, God, we've, yeah. which we've been playing a little bit this week, yeah. and like get just the in order to get to the end of Spelunky the true end you need to perform these special actions in every world you got to get an item in every world and do something crazy and then just the the amount of luck even that you need to get through that run or just the amount of fortuitousness of you know the uh, oh the spikes hit me but instead of falling in the lava i got to recover over on the side just to save myself it's like i don't know there's so (laughs) much there's so much crazy difficulty and so much to learn in that game mm-hmm. but i think that's what yeah. that's uh, it's a lot of games like that difficult games you you get that level of perfection and like that's what i don't know that's what keeps me coming back it's like oh, even exactly. if it's even if it's crazy difficult because you feel like you're like you've gained some mastery over that character so it's like spelunky a game that i've played for a hundred hours like i've only <laughs> beaten king yama like once wow <laughs> Ever. I can play that game again. Yeah, I kind of quit on that game. I was like, uh, "I'll play this next time." It's been almost ten years. <laughs> we'll see. Spelunky Two should be coming out this year, so you could yeah. 
yeah, you could get into that one. I'm so excited. That is true. I can't wait uh, till that. Yeah, that, that game was fun. You're totally right. I, man, you kind of make me want to play the original one. You're right. But that, yeah. You can play right. on Steam Remote Play, and it, that That's works we amazingly. Played it, yeah. It we really, played really, it. Yeah, really good. we got to Olmec. I mean, we yeah. got to the we got to the first boss guy. Is, so re- is remote play the one that allows you to play with multiple like multiplayer like uh multiplayer but like like a v- like kind of virtually like second yes. players comes in virtually yeah yeah oh, okay cool yeah it's over steam so you can just like uh never tried it on steam that's pretty it's, cool it's it was really surprising because spelunky is not a <laughs> multiplayer online game so mm-hmm. they it's like waz was streaming or like we were streaming video and i could play it and that's a game that requires like very very precise twitch input and it worked mm. perfectly i, we were, I was mm. like really really cool so steam remote yeah, play. Forget right. about it. they start yeah. ad for that yeah, yeah. You're welcome. <laughs> <Valve>. <laughs> yeah they're right give you money for valve, <laughs> valve right. sponsorship right there uh all right well uh could uh okay well like uh, could you tell us how y'all got the idea originally of shovel knight initially and what it took to get off the ground yeah i mean we were wanting to do a game ourselves we had been like working together sort of you know doing moonlighting on our own to do other stuff while we were at way forward and um the idea to do shovel knight really spawned from like it's our ability to do something as, a, as like a five person team we want to be able to like have one person do all the art have like two people do the um the programming like another person for concept and like one person for design and like we didn't want to hire up a big team um and so uh, right or like freelancers in. oh yeah or like, we wanted like to like keep it all internal yeah mm-hmm. and, the, and the stuff we were working on before you know before shovel knight the we had a, like a very brief project and it was requiring freelancing and it was requiring like a lot of external stuff and especially for the, the in-game pixel art and so um yeah we just took a step back and like hey let's let's actually figure out a way to make mechanics centered around one thing and that kind of led to the shovel and um it was a goal of like making something viable for us as a small crew right mm-hmm. it was like what could we what what are what could we get excited about that we could make and that we're capable of doing what uses our skills to the best of you know to the best of their abilities so right. it's like we had we had a lot of experience working a way forward doing licensed games and turning stuff out like really quickly having to work on a lot of games at once having to go between a lot of styles and a lot of genres and so i think that gave us like a it gave us a certain um, like efficiency to what we were doing, mm-hmm. and then we just tried to we just tried to think about it like that, right? Um, and because Kickstarter was a was a thing that was happening like right then, like Double Fine Adventure had kicked off the whole Kickstarter thing. Uh, we were trying to think about something that we were that we could show off that would that would look good, that was understandable, that we understood, that we thought we could get everyone excited about and yeah and shovel knight was definitely based on mechanics like waz was saying it was like the the shovel was born out of a desire to have a down thrusting motion like zelda 2 as well as having like a like a flipping over an attack uh to destroy blocks or to flip enemies over and so we put it all together and it was like okay this is a shovel and why not why not call it (laughs) why not make it why not make it shovel knight um because that's like that's like descriptive and i remember Ian was, <laughs> he was like maybe like plummet night or you know because he like he like down th- he, you know maybe like plummet night shovel night's like too 
<laughs> maybe not Shovel Knight. That's like <laughs> that's and so cool. Like, yeah, and we're like, well, we'll make more knights. We'll make it like the eight knights, like the robot yeah. masters, and um, and we'll try to have a structure like that because that's something that we like and that makes sense to us. So it was Kinda like a Mega Man like too, with the uh, bosses around, and then you had to fight the main the main one at the uh, at the yep. end as well. Yeah. Yeah, all that structure and even things like the way the screen scrolls and the going up and down ladders and all that stuff is like very rooted in our love of Mega Man. That's pretty cool, and uh, like uh, and I mean, and I know like you know Kickstarter now is a lot different than Kickstarter was back in when y'all did it back in two thousand thirteen. Um, but like, what were some of the trials and tribulations that y'all went through campaigning for this ambitious project? I mean, the campaign seems to never end. <laughs> for, <you know? laughs> I feel like we're still like campaigning for it, you know? Yeah. Um, but yeah, I think it's just like when we initially went and pitched the Kickstarter, it was uh, us not knowing what we were doing and not knowing if, if like this was going to work. It was all like really untested and in terms of like just that method of, of getting funding. And so um, a lot of the uh, like uncertainty at the beginning was just like, we just got to do it and see if it works. And you know, it worked out. <laughs> it could have not worked out, but um, definitely. We're like, yeah. if the Kickstarter like fails, then maybe we'll go. Maybe we could like go to a publisher, right? Because that's yeah. like a very that's like a common model. It's like we'll go to a yeah. publisher, and then they can help fund our project, and we could maybe we could put it out like that. Or you know, mm-hmm. God forbid, we'd have to go and do more licensed games or something. But like, maybe we'll figure it. Maybe we could figure it all out and do this Kickstarter. Um, we talked to other people that did Kickstarters and tried to tried to plan it out yeah tried tried to plan out giving regular updates uh we we had kickstarter our kickstarter campaign coincide with pax 2013 2013 Mm -hmm. and so yeah so we because we wanted to show the game off we wanted to get press and we knew probably just being on kickstarter enough or being on kickstarter alone would not be enough so we had it coincide with pax to try and get more uh eyes on it and it also gave us a good goal of like, oh, we got to rush to get it done for PAX and it has to be showable to people at PAX. That means that we have to have like a very strong vertical slice of the game, which is good. That's like good as an internal milestone also. Like when you're yeah. developing games, a lot of times you could kind of like meander around and you're working over here and you're working over here. It's easy to lose sight of what the player is going to think because you're so in it every day. But going to PAX is is a, it's like a wake up call, right? It's like splashing water in your face. Uh, but if you plan for it, then it can make your game a lot better. So I think that having that goal helped Shovel Knight become a lot better, a lot faster, just because like we had to. Uh, and then after, after that, people got excited at from PAX, and we started to get more bigger Kickstarter days. Um, you, you YouTube the the YouTuber. Uh, thing which like mm. was totally new to me mm-hmm. in 2013 right like i never watched like people playing games on youtube really um yeah. i was like youtube what this like <laughs> the game the game grumps what who <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> uh, we learned uh like we learned about everyone and met uh met a lot of cool people and it was got you know lift, lifted up from a hundred different sources uh we started doing bigger days in our kickstarter and then 
So would you say specifically like throughout the Kickstarter campaign? Because I mean, like you said, you were going uh, when uh, uh, y'all did y'all have like a playable demo back in uh, PAX 2013 for uh, for Shovel Knight originally, and then for the what for PAX, not that people could play online. Uh, oh, okay. Making a demo for this kind of game really doesn't make sense. We felt so. Oh well, yeah, most definitely, especially since it was got, y'all literally were coming out of nowhere. There was no like you know background of what this was originally. Well, and the right? demo was also right. like un, like it's un like all the ideas are kind of there, but not totally like working together and it's not as focused. And so a demo can like really shine poorly on, uh, you know, and, and if you're like sit, ready to sit down and play it 10 times, because if you're really excited for a game, like you'll play that demo a bunch of times. I know I did that with like, um, uh, what was it? That was Smash Brothers. When they had the mm-hmm. demo out for, for 3DS, I and mean, we just like, oh, played yeah. that over and over again. And it's like, right, even yeah. Smash Brothers like still kind of felt crappy because it was like <laughs> the same five characters. <laughs> it was characters, like, tiny, whatever. and like yeah. they hadn't figured out, figured out everything. So it was like, a really well polished demo even can like show poorly. So, but it just seems like a like uh well if 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 y'all showed something on the game like uh, back in thirteen that kind of raised the wildfire because I mean the amount of money that y'all got for the first initial uh, for for uh, for shovel knight was unheard of for its time and it's yeah, it, it was amazing. I mean, it was it's it was like, big. Yeah, that was like a big deal for us just because and for just Kickstarter in general. We um that was partly due to like like Sean was saying it's like youtubers doing kickstarter games was sort of like a new thing and so we were fortunate enough to like jump in when like that was still allowed like we we got coverage on news sites and then like you know a month later people the, those same news sites were like we're not covering kickstarters anymore no more kickstarters you know? no there's too many there's so, too like, many. We, like we got in like right before <laughs> everyone jumped off the cliff of like no more kickstarter yeah um, i think and so that... it was very precarious but like very fortunate for us yeah yeah when you okay, do it but when you do a Kickstarter um, now, it's like, I'm not even sure. Yeah, right. Like, uh, yeah. Like I'm not sure how, like, you know, we, we were talking about how Kickstarter is different now from it was in 2013. It's like, I, mm. I am not even sure how you would approach a project now. It seems like occasionally the, a game comes out and s- still manages to capture the popular attention. Uh, like the, yeah, but like usually the, it's like a sequel or like you know it has you have to, to be a little more known. Known. like I, you I have to be like very a well known. Of Thirty year old game X, you know, it's like yeah. that, it's just it's a, right. a no name coming out of nowhere. I feel like yeah, it's like I mean like I mean like I mean I've always been kind of on the wall with Kickstarter when it came to that because I really wasn't a big fan. Like uh, I think when uh, when they when Yu Suzuki announced Shenmue three to be a Kickstarter project, but at the same time he was getting money from Sony to do it. I was just like, what like that that kind of defeats the purpose of. Of like having a kickstarter you're just basically like help uh, having the masses help you produce something that that you that you know you're getting funding from uh from an opposite side so like i mean yeah. it kind of kind of puts like indies kind of in a bad rap uh, uh in my mind yeah. with it but uh yeah but like uh but when yeah but no you're totally right i think like uh now you have to have a name to back yourself because i don't think that you uh it would be really rare to see the kind of level of success in what y'all had now than when it was yeah. uh, than what y'all had in 2013. And I mean, but that's but I'm, it's awesome. I'm really glad that oh, yeah, I mean, we're, we're happy about yeah. it. Too. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, but, yeah really I, you know, if you had a, I think if you had a game that had a really cool premise, even if you were an unknown, if your game looked really good, you mm-hmm. could probably still get a lot of backing for it. Yeah, I, I well, think so. yeah. if it had, if it no. was like, well, this gameplay, like a gameplay premise that was really interesting. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I don't know. That's a tough. That's a tough one. It's really tough to say. Yeah, <laughs> tough in the end. <laughs> yeah, uh, and uh, 
and the, uh, me from playing Shovel Knight uh, from the Shovel Knight series, it's uh, it is clearly a love letter to retro games of past. Um, like, what games inspired you to make uh, Shovel Knight? Like, what what, uh, what were the games that uh, that inspired you to make you know the the Shovel Knight itself? I mean, honestly, <clears throat> it's been like a long time since we've been doing Shovel Knight, so it's like I know mm-hmm. I know like the answers, but like I'm still like like I'm still thinking about the games that we're currently working on and like thinking of like. Mm-hmm. I don't think that those inspirations have changed much. There's like a lot of like, there's a lot of Mega Man. There's a lot of like, we, you know, the games that we play throughout since then. We, you know, Zelda two originally, but like <clears throat> since then, we're still thinking about Mega Man. We're still thinking about like Ninja Gaiden and like games of those era. Like like Spectre Knight was Ninja Gaiden and, and heavily influenced. Uh, King Knight, we like we're thinking about a lot about like Mario World stuff. Mario and, and Wario. Yeah, mm-hmm. it's, we're we're often thinking about Zelda. Um, yeah. Zelda items and economies and characters. Where, uh, yeah, like Castlevania is always right at the forefront. Mm. Um, Dark Souls was was a really big one in 2013, but I think that was kind of mm. like tapered off a little bit. <laughs> yeah, we're like, oh yeah, we'll put a Dark Souls mechanic in. You like collect, you could like collect your gold back, but that almost feels like a little antiquated now. Yeah, <laughs> uh, yeah, it was pretty done. Yeah, and then I, I don't know. There's so many. <laughs> it's I think when you know, we're talking about being retro OG gamers. Like I think (laughs) there's so much stuff that's just implanted in our brains that you, that you don't even think about. Right. It's like, draw, it's like, it's like draw a, um, I don't know. It's like draw a dragon, and then I'll and then I'll like draw the Mega Man two dragon. It's like oh, that's like the it's like a Rorschach <laughs> it's like a Rorschach test, right? Yeah. And so like because that because it's just like so crafted into our DNA. I think a lot of times we'll just put we'll just put up something that feels similar to maybe something that is like in that big nostalgia stew, and mm. without even realizing it. And, yeah, and it's like it comes down to like even like the basics. Like it's like hey, what's how many tiles wide should this be? Nobody thinks like how well what's a tile. Like everyone's mm-hmm. already like ready for it to be sixteen pixels wide, and it's like, hey, what like this is the character, you know, is what are their proportions going to be? And everybody already knows, like in their in our heads, like the proportions are going to be like like you know probably two like two a heads box. tall. Like right. a box. It's like what <clears throat> you know. These questions don't even occur to us anymore because, like you know, Sean is saying, like we live in that stew forever. So it's just yeah. like the result of us just you know internalizing yeah. all of that. You got to be careful too, right? Because you that's can true. get you get tunnel vision. But yeah, we don't. We do ten pixel wide t- tiles. Well, I mean, that's why we've recently <laughs> we've got. I mean, the team has like doubled in size in the past year, yeah. right? Because mm-hmm. we've been scaling up. Because we're working on two projects now, um, mm-hmm. and yeah, I that's that's no, that's no, that's, that that's going to be really hard. Yeah. To what they are is not no. to not talk about all the stuff. But having so many new having so many new people also is like really giving a ton of new perspectives and uh that's like really helping to keep stuff yeah. fresh. So it's good. All cool. yeah, it's really it's a good stew to keep on. That's awesome. <laughs> stew analogy is like only because it's like getting closer to lunchtime. Yeah. <laughs> All right. And uh uh from uh from an idea to realization, um Shovel Knight has put a giant stamp in the gaming industry. I mean, itself alone. I mean, for for how big it's gotten in such a short period of time. Um like I, I mean, it helped grows people's view, and I, I think it also kind of helped people's views in indie gaming as well, like as a whole uh uh in itself uh like how did it make you feel six years later with over like two million copies sold that uh shovel knight is the success it is uh it is today 
I hate it. It's the worst. <laughs> <laughs> wow. <laughs> no, I just think uh, <laughs> I, don't it. I think you're really, really fortunate, and I feel, I'm very happy that <clears throat> like our our vision was appreciated and like people heard what we had to say. And I'm I'm very thankful that we were like privileged and fortunate enough to like be in the positions we were at to like make that happen. Um, That people continue to, that people continue to basically fund our creative endeavors to make like, it's like, like we're, we're going to promise to you that we're going to make something in a specific in like a little specific, but like kind of vague and people are on board for it still. Yeah. And like six years later, you know, it feel. I guess it feels. It feels great, and it feels, yeah, it feels like people trust us, and it's nice. Yeah. Well, I mean, you don't. I mean, like the like. I mean, like I don't see how people wouldn't trust y'all because the way that y'all like like. I mean, in throughout that whole process, when you when y'all made the treasure trove, all that stuff, y'all been pretty like really well hands on. Well, what what the community has been wanting or have been wanting to see and stuff like that. Like y'all have been very on top of it. And then, and then like, and uh, like, and just the simple things, like when you're saying like, if you got the original ones and stuff, you get it for free and, uh, and things like that. Like, I mean, that goes a long way, especially as a developer. Uh, when, uh, when you hear like, all, like what people, when you think of developers wanting more money or they're wanting to do kind of things like y'all, it's like y'all kind of not, cut in the same kind of uh, thread when it comes to that kind of deal so so no i mean y'all, y'all i mean so i think some of the credit goes to really goes to to how y'all's like y'all's views are f- towards the gamers as well so so that i mean so that, yeah, I mean, it's definitely an obligation that we feel like uh, to not let anyone down and like with with those like promises that we made we we felt like that was like it never crossed our mind that like we would just like go back on that right and no there was never a conversation where we were like hey let's just like let's just pretend we didn't say that and sort of steer the message away from the fulfilling of promises. Yeah. Um, well, yeah. It, it feels like with this, with all of this great, uh, I guess, but I, I don't want to say with great power comes great responsibility. I was like trying to figure out how to not say it. But it's like with all, I mean, with, with all the, with all of the power that we've been given by our fans with the resources that we have, to be able to make something i feel like i think we all feel like we have to do right by that yeah and definitely empowered if, by the people that like our fans right and so it's like that's what we that's what we set out to do to keep making fun creative stuff that that, that people are going to like and maybe maybe even giving people something that that they don't even know they want but hopefully they do uh, <laughs> but we take that stuff really seriously so yeah no, I mean that's pretty cool, and um and uh, I, uh let's talk a little bit about Cyber Shadow itself because like sure. uh, there's very little bit about it, but like uh the next upcoming title that's all's next upcoming title that's uh, slated for this year, right? Mm-hmm. Uh, later this yeah. year. Uh, okay, cool. So uh, and it still has that eight bit pixelated feel that we you know we all know and love from y'all. Like uh so, but I just kind of wanted to get some more information. Like what is like Cy- Cyber Shadow, and what and what should we expect? Yeah. Uh. Oh, sorry, do you want to go? <laughs> uh, yeah, um, Cyber Shadow, yeah, it's an it's a it's another kind of dip into the eight bit nostalgia and, and and really doing a game that does that action genre well. It's um, it is something that we aren't doing ourselves, like we're we're publishing it, um, but we're coming alongside Arne Hunziker um, to kind of help make the game as as great as it is and and to really hit those feels of like playing. Um, 
you know, a, a, a sci-fi dystopian future, you know, playing with the ninjas and there's robots and, and, um, yeah, that ninja action, of, right? Ninja action. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Magic mixed with tech and stuff like that. So, um, the themes are really fun for us to explore. And I think that's like one of the things that really drew us to working with Arne is that, um, like Shovel Knight is very much just like medieval fantasy and like there's a certain level of wholesomeness that everything has. And like, you know, there's, there's no one, no one like really dies, <laughs> you know, yeah. there's no like cyber edge shadow. to it. Yeah. Cyber yeah. shadow definitely got an edge. Well, I mean yeah. that game's okay. So cyber shadow has been in development for like nine years or something. It's been like a yeah. really long oh, wow. time. And we, I mean, we just saw it on Twitter. Right. And, and yeah. it was, as soon as we saw it, we knew it. Right. And it was like, Oh, why don't we just send, why don't we send Arne a email or whoever made this? Why don't we send him an email and be like, yeah, Can we publish your game or like, well, let's, let's work, work together. together on this. Like, let's work great. together to put this out. And so we hit, he took, he's like, no, so we managed to convince him and we've been, and now we've been working together on it, uh, yeah. for, for a couple of years and we've gotten to know RNA and been to shows together and the game mm-hmm. has continued to improve and get even oh, more, God, yes. yeah. get even more good. And it, yeah, it just hits that Ninja Gaiden. It hits, it's like Contra. It feels like Contra. The game is stage based. Oh, oh, oh it's, nice. Yeah, it's it's stage based, but you could like go back, I think, and get your and yeah, go get your yeah, collectibles you or whatever. With previous upgrades um, and stuff. Yeah, but it's more it's more like a linear game. Um, yeah. And yeah, you get a bunch of you get a bunch of ninja upgrades, and you fight there's a bunch a of really crazy bosses. Too? There's a very there's like a very involved story, much I guess much like Ninja Gaiden, but it's a mm-hmm. more modern. I think I this one's more, much more in the forefront, though, right? Yeah. Like you're you're interacting with things that like tell you story. You're finding like the whispers of dead bodies, and then you can like kind of hear their last final thoughts or whatever. So yeah, um, the way that it it's it's panning out is that like we just had a, a story meeting like yesterday or two days ago for it. And, um, like it's, it's, it's becoming much more coherent as a narrative and stuff. And so like, at first it was like a collection of ideas and like, this is going to happen over here. We didn't know how to string it together. And so now we're, we kind of like <clears throat> have worked with Arnie to like create the, the, the narrative threads and like adding little visuals every now and yeah. then cutscenes, et cetera, mm-hmm. to make things like actually work. And it's uh, just, yeah, it's so just so this cool. A, was this originally a one man, a one man, uh, like development yeah, team? Basically. Yeah. I mean, oh, wow. and, I mean, and someone doing the music. So it was like, he's right. been, he had really, the game was like very, um, there was, it was like so much of it was already there before we even mm-hmm. came. I don't want to say that we were, it's like, we're, we're, we're kind of like helping mm-hmm. get him across the finish line and helping right. out with some levels, helping with the script. But it's like really his, it's like really his baby. And it's like coming out so good. It's just like, it's, it's cool because we, uh, I think like Waz was saying, it's like the, it's the other side of the coin of, of like these NES style games. It's like the kind of game that, that we might've made, but it's like, there it is existing already that like someone else already right, did. It. Yeah. Like Let's if, bring we, them in. Let's if like we had like felt in. like more edgy that day, way back when we were thinking of like Mega Man, like instead of like going the Mega Man route, if we got the Ninja Gaiden route, like this, right. this feels like very much in our blood. So, yeah. or like um, the messenger is like the yeah. same, it's like the same kind of thing, right? Like yeah. when, we saw the, when we saw the messenger, we were already like working on cyber shadow mm. or, and we were like, Ugh. You know, somebody's like someone someone like got to it someone got yeah. to it first <laughs> but but i mean the messenger is great and it has a very different tone than cyber shadow so hopefully yeah. both can continue to exist yeah i think we saw something to say in that space. oh it definitely has space to fit uh yeah. uh, uh to co exist so yeah. yeah i'm definitely looking forward to seeing uh when that comes out so that's pretty cool and um 
and also like uh and uh and uh, as for just yacht club games in general like when i think of like retro based games i mean it's obviously yacht club is up it's always up there for me when i'm thinking eight bits i mean with your designs nick and everything it was pretty cool uh uh i know that it may be this might be impossible to answer because this is like kind of future proofing it but is there some time where you could see like yacht club making a game with current current base graphics or something away from the pixelated style I think definitely the the option to go outside of pixels is there and to like explore other like methods of creating games. I think that <clears throat> it's largely just based on like what our team size is. Mm-hmm. Um, so like we don't want to ramp up into a hundred person team, you know, we want to keep it down to like 30. And so um, 30 to do two projects. To do so two projects, so yeah. really, <laughs> really and that's, that includes, that includes like, um, you know, like business, like office staff and like the the glue mm-hmm. kind of people also mm-hmm. so when you talk about the team size on the development side it's really like teams of six or seven or eight um mm-hmm. and that's like you can't make a big giant game like that and i mean once you have i don't know we worked at way forward on you know there were 80 or even like 100 people at some point those teams got so big that you needed to have extra layers of management like you got to have a manager of a manager of course yeah you got you to have so many more meetings to like to, to just to discuss basic stuff and it you lose mm-hmm. a lot of that i don't know we like jamming on stuff right we're like we're we're as we're like a band almost as much as like a game developer mm-hmm. so losing that personal feel would just be like pretty unfortunate i think but i don't know i just finished the last of us too and that game sure looks good but you need like hundreds and hundreds of people to make that kind of thing right so it's an army it's funny with uh so we streamed it uh on our on our twitch too and uh we we were uh there was a guy who was like saying wow i mean that budget of just the grass grow that's literally probably like the whole budget of like river city girls or something (laughs) that happened you know it's like this is it yeah that like those kind of games I mean, don't get me wrong. Those kind of games are amazing, and then, but it is literally a an army to to make that those kind of games. Yeah, and it's and, just beautiful and like amazing. Oh, yeah. And when I'm, I don't know, when I'm playing that game, all I could think about it's they show the beautiful vista, and I think mm-hmm. a lot of people go, "Oh wow, so beautiful!" And I just go, "Oh god, that looks like so much work." Like, yeah. <laughs> like, like, oh no, oh it's like so, it's like it's so high yeah. fidelity, and it's god, yeah. <laughs> oh, it must have been so was, hard. Yeah, that's the like, thing I was playing recently. The same thing. It was like, oh, do you guys? Oh, it was, it was Final Fantasy VII the remake. Uh-huh. It was like just walking in the junkyard, and there's like a fully like rendered out car that's like of per- that time yeah. era, perfectly damaged and painted, and it's like, and <laughs> right. then you just like run by. No, no. Like, <laughs> I just I just walked by like a guy's week's worth of overtime, you know, or like, like multiple weeks. <laughs> it's like that's how you know you're like a game developer. It's like everyone else awes of those kind of things, and then you're having literally an anxiety attack. Yes, Like this, this, this game, like, will there will never be a sequel to this game <laughs> as, like, as you walk by. Like, hundreds of dollars away. Like, what? Uh, have y'all have y'all touched like Ghost of Tsushima yet? Oh, that no, I haven't. Oh Everyone's- my gosh you will love like i mean like the the flow of it is like the colors the the like the wind blowing all that stuff is like i won't say it's as good as last of us part two there's no way but i will say that just the way that the textures and like you know everything that they're doing in that just fits just as just as crazy i've I've seen online and stuff it looks really pretty yeah a lot of people in the office or in the virtual office at least are playing it oh man all right the last uh my last question though um like yacht club is like 
like was like was successful of making like Shovel Knight a household name when it comes to creating like a flagship brand character. Um, like with Shovel Knight, like you know, traversing multiple games with other devs. Like, I mean, you saw Shovel Knight in, like Ukulele, Bloodstained. I mean, even in like Shapes and Beats. I mean, just like oh, you would yeah, never that expect that. To, really yeah, right. I was surprised about that. Like, I mean, was it like was that initially the original plan of what you were wanting to 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 make uh, Shovel Knight to become like to make a to make a symbol like to make it like the symbol of like uh, you know and just gaming in general. I mean, not the symbol of gaming, but more like. You know, our vision for Shovel Knight was was always like as a franchise or as like a like a you know like a Mickey Mouse, yeah, you know? like like a big like a big like '80s style like media brand, right? right. And when mm-hmm. you I don't know when when it's like when we were coming up, it was they had like Super Mario Bros. shampoo and Nintendo cereal system and the like, showers and all that stuff. Yeah, yeah, like every, yeah, like everything, right? Uh, and that's like part of that's like part of falling in love with a brand or a character is like being able to immerse yourself in it. And so that's what we wanted to do with Shovel Knight is we wanted to have bed sheets and cereal and a cartoon <laughs> show and comics and the movie and you know it's Shovel Knight the <laughs> Shovel Knight the game is mm-hmm. is not the only form of Shovel Knight right. right it's like there's it's like Shovel Knight is like a thing that at least that we're trying to make larger than just the game um and yeah. that's pretty cool. I mean, because yeah. like, I mean, like y- y'all, y'all have done quite, I mean, y'all basically put a, a pretty good name in y'all selves with it. I mean, y'all were like the first assist, tro- like the, uh, the first Amiibo for that's third party, which is yep. incredible. That I would say crazy. from Nintendo. Yeah. yeah. I'm just like, Nintendo could have done Squaresoft, could have done bigger, bigger groups, EA, anything. And then they chose yeah. like, I mean, they chose y'all and that's like, wow, that's just like, that's incredible to say. Asked. I bet they asked. <laughs> but everybody, uh, yeah. I mean, that's a, that's a good chance. <laughs> on the shoulder itself i mean and i mean and like you know the assist trophy if like i mean if only it was a playable character i would be like oh this would be amazing but uh right maybe watching it itself is great maybe seeing it seeing it out there is great yeah (laughs) Yeah. like uh is there a game that you would want to see shovel knight or like you know any other knights to be in that's like you know like kind of not maybe it doesn't necessarily have to be smash brothers but just like you know a good like cult co-opt kind I really of want to see like a really high res version of shovel knight like like, like a last of us version of what shovel knight is. right real uber detailed like someone be... like shovel knight needs a normal map at one point right cool. <laughs> yeah. or how about spelunky i want shovel knight and oh. spelunky please Derek, i would love mr Mossmouth. <laughs> yeah. i would love to see shovel knight in, as a skin from resident evil 2 as tyrant so he's just that's who he's <laughs> yeah <laughs> That would be so freak. That would be so freaky to see just a giant knight with a shovel coming after you. Oh my god, that'd be yeah. great. We, oh yeah, we god. like when Shovel Knight has like a hu- when he's huge, like in Bloodstained, he's huge. And um, what's that fighting? <laughs> Blade game? Strangers. Blade Strangers. He's like yeah. huge. Yeah, that's really good. That would be perfect. <laughs> all different oh, forms. Yeah, all different forms of Shovel Knight. You know, <laughs> <laughs> that would be sweet, man. Uh, Sean, uh, Sean, Nick, thank you so much for stopping by and uh, uh, talking with me about this. Yeah. This is awesome to talk to you. Um, is there any? Um, is there anything y'all like would like to plug before uh, before we cut this off? Anything, uh, I guess just follow us on Twitter if you want to have updates on what we're doing. Uh, any like announcements we'll make we'll go through there usually. And our YouTube channel, like, we put our trailers out and stuff. So if you want to pay attention to what Yacht Club is doing in regards to Shovel Knight, uh, in regards to uh, Shovel Knight Dig, um, Shovel Knight Pocket Dungeons, Cyber Shadow, 
and the uh, secret unannounced projects that we have in the future, as well as yeah. all our cool new merchandise and stuff oh, yeah. that we were, we were trying to keep the merch train going. So there should be <laughs> some new, there should be some more surprises coming. With yeah, what's that, that on your head, Sean? Sure. Uh, oh yeah, right. This is my shovel. <laughs> yeah, that's my shovel knight embroidered baseball cap with a with a sports style logo on there. It's looking real smart. That does look the, pretty. That looks really I wear cool. This all the time. <laughs> yeah, Morgan, Morgan Geyer illustrated that. Yeah, Morgan's our. Uh, he's a concept artist and illustrator. He's great. Yeah. Oh wow, that's cool, man! I totally forgot about shovel knight dig though. That that game, I'm looking forward to that game. That that, that is. Yeah, that it's looks really well. cool. We have not forgotten about that game. I'm actually yeah. like, looking at the screen of, of work for it right here. Yeah, we got to do we we got to do a, a playthrough of it in a, in a couple hours actually. Yeah. Oh really? Oh so oh cool. So that'll be yeah that'll be great to uh, to uh, to check out the idea of puzzle and dungeon mixed like that is like very 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 cool. Like I'm just like oh yeah. wow. <laughs> yeah, definitely. Yeah. There's so much, oh. yeah. There's so much weird shovel knight stuff coming down the pipe. <laughs> there's some more. There's some more surprises and stuff too. So yeah, look forward to that relatively soon. I would say. Right. All right, Sean. Sean, Nick, thank you so much for stopping by. I really appreciate it. And uh, guys, thanks for uh, thanks for watching. You can always check us out. Uh, uh, any more uh, pop culture gem episodes over at our uh, uh website confreaksandgeeks.com, or just check it out on any podcast services. Once again, so uh, anyways, this is Davis signing off and. Uh, we'll catch y'all next time y'all take it easy